This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte no matter what the odds and today the odds are against us. I'll explain why. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. Uh before we introduce our guest on Hafta today, I'd like to plug our usual line. When the public pays, the public is served. When corporations pay, corporations are served. Support independent media. Click on I pay to keep news free on www.newslaundry.com and uh, support us. Uh, we are an ad-free platform, completely ad-free. Also, I'd like to plug our fortnightly podcast, Global Summits, Where Are We Going? It's in collaboration with Biraj Swain. In this podcast series, we cut through the jargon and break down development summits for you with experts and commentators from around the world. And in fact, our guest today has appeared on that podcast. We have Saurav Datta. Hi, Saurav. Hi, Abhinandan. Saurav has written ஜெயிலாண்டிஸ்ட்ரீன் Uh, we have Manisha Hi. Pandey hello who is our regular in-house no journalist no needed <laughs> sorry no mamuli reporter ah. naam to sunaoga <laughs> manisha naam to sunaoga <laughs> we don't have anand with us today and madhu and uh, arunab we are missing three of our in-house people uh, because uh, they are busy uh, or unwell or maybe because it's karwa chauth i don't know we'll find out when they come yeah. next week arunab's fasting for his girlfriend Is That's he? Why, How yeah. sweet. <laughs> oh, for a cow. <laughs> he, to- he told me that he was unwell. Uh, so, uh, before we get on to uh, the rest of the stuff, I'd just like to say this podcast has been produced by Karthik Najavan. Thank you, Karthik. Uh, let's start with the first issue, uh, Saurav, on which I'm sure you'll have the most uh, expert perspective to give us is the NJAC, right? Yeah. So, uh, what do you think of the debate that uh, Times Now had on this uh, last weekend uh, well i was there at the debate when it was being held at the speaky auditorium i see and uh, you see like when you see a debate from the front and you know live there and uh, when you see it on television you end up missing out certain very critical nuances where on tv or live i mean when you see it on tv oh you miss out okay there yeah, you miss out uh, especially because uh, on certain issues you know when the debate has become so polarized right. and there are so many allegations counter allegations speculation the critical aspects of the issue i mean which are the substantive aspects they get lost and similar thing has happened with the ndsc so, i mean i'm not talking about the times now debate only i'm talking about how the litigation and the controversies send out in the supreme court so let me just break it down for the audience before we get into it the njac is a national judicial appointment uh, commission is that right yeah yeah and uh, basically till now the judges are appointed by a collegium of judges only judges can appoint judges and this draft suggested that there'll be five members out of which three will be non judicial non judges uh, sorry seven members is that right two will be eminent people a uh, leader of opposition prime minister is that right yes uh, sorov is that the recommendation 
Yeah, that's the correct composition of the proposed body. Yeah. So now, uh, tell us what did we miss out on uh, on this? And the and the judiciary has struck this down as unconstitutional. They said this is not how judges will be appointed, and they want to stay with the collegium system. Uh, what do you think? Which is better? Do you have a view? Do you have a position on this? Uh, yes, uh, my position is that I don't see any reason, you know, to actually hail the present Supreme Court judgment because the judgment has many flaws. Okay. Judges appointing judges and without any kind of uh, outside oversight okay. is simply a constitutional anomaly and it does the justice system and people's faith in the justice delivery system no good especially those who happen to be aware of the history of, you know, how judges have been appointed and what are the machinations and exchanges and deals and every kind of, I mean, I would say that uh, those are extrajudicial considerations which come into play. But I, I just want to ask you, what, what was it like live? What did we miss on the debate? The, uh, the, on the debate you had, uh, on one side there was Justice Loda, there was... Yes. Uh, there was uh, Loda and Ashok, uh, Rajiv Dhawan. Rajiv Dhawan. There was, on the other side, there was Soli Sorabji and Arun Jaitley. Before we come back to you, would the ladies like to ask, what do you think of the debate? Don't you think it took television debates to, the di to, to a different level? I, I was very impressed with Arunab and everybody. So, it's very similar to what happens in, which I'd mentioned to you, in Telegraph does this debate and Statesman does this debate in Calcutta, where they do it because you have clubs over there. So it's opened. It's an open debate in the club, and you have people. Arnab's come and moderated around two to three debates already, and they always have these speakers of this caliber. So, so it's, the Bengali Shazdas at Cal Calcutta had done it first. So yeah, yeah as you know, everything I, Calcutta does first. Yeah, but uh, it's the first time I think a debate like this has been shown on a news channel. So Telegraph had got a tie-up earlier with someone and they'd shown the Telegraph debate also. But because this was so topical and it wasn't a general topic, I think it also got, it made a lot more sense to watch. Okay, what do you think, Manisha? I didn't watch the debate, I missed it. Oh dear. But on NGAC, I, I really don't see what's wrong with it. Uh, so I was wondering if uh, Saurav could tell us what he thinks what's of... What's wrong with the draft? Yeah, I mean, what's, what's wrong with having a body? And yeah. on the composition of it, it's actually the CGI who will be the uh, CJI who will be the chairperson, hmm. two senior most Supreme Court judges, the law and justice minister, and two eminent people who will be selected by the CGI prime minister and the leader of the opposition. So it's kind of it's kind of balanced, right? I mean, it's not like the government would take over with its people and then decide who gets to get appointed. Right. Oh, yeah. Before we come to him, just one point I want to make, Rajshri. Uh, the Telegraph debates, I, I remember seeing one, but I think that has people like Sage, Mr. Suhail Sage and all debating. Right? Sometimes, not yeah, always. I, the one I've, so I think huh. there was a bit of a caliber difference in the people huh. who were debating. Not here always. So Telegraph debate. I'm sure Kolkata is yeah. wonderful and you have brilliant people debating, but I think Mr. Loda debating Mr. Jaitley would be a bit better than Suhail Sage debating. But Jaitley debated before. Uh, local so. Kolkata celebrity, I, I mean, I don't know how it is. Bhalo, bhalo. Another like? Bhalo, bhalo. Who is the other? Bhalo, bhalo. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Saurav. What do you think? Go. Yeah, Saurav, tell us. Uh, what, what do you think is wrong, uh, like Manisha was asking, with having the composition that... Okay. Uh, see, the debate was kind of provoked by Jaitley's Facebook post and the article in the Hindu with Justice Loda kind of wrote in almost, I would say, in retaliation. Hmm. That's number one. 
So, I mean, people who have been writing about the system and writing about this controversy, they've been following it up, and I have been doing that with quite some regularity. We already knew what the terms of the debate would be. So there was nothing uh, which was, you know, in surprise for us. We also knew, I mean, Mr. Dhawan has been writing about it. He has been talking about judicial accountability. And we also knew that uh, what Mr. Sarabji has been saying in public. Okay? That being said, now, now, Manisha, you asked the question that what is wrong with a body? Mm. It is not simply a body. When you talk about judicial appointments and cleaning up the judiciary or the very concept of judicial accountability as a whole, mm. it cannot be looked at in isolation. There is a very strong political element to judicial appointment. I mean, so that should, you you feel that shouldn't happen at all. There should be no political people on. No, a, no, no. That would a... be too utopian. I would not even you know imagine such a thing. Mm. I'll give you an example. We always say, and we have been taught since childhood in our civics books that we have an independent judiciary. Correct. Yeah. We are taught, or we are told rather, that that politicians they don't meddle in, and you know they don't play those dirty games. I mean, which is a, I mean, which is complete bullshit. <laughs> right from, you see how judges are appointed, from the bar, correct? So, if we take a particular high court, the judge or the lawyer, a judge has been appointed from the bar. Now, whether he will be, I mean, so long as his uh, age permit, whether he will be elevated to the Supreme Court or not, the state government has to give a recommendation. The Home Ministry, rather, the Home Ministry and the Law Ministry of the state government has to give in a recommendation. So there are cases of plenty. I cannot take names, of course. But they have to, no, they have to give a recommendation, but that recommendation is, I mean, they recommend the person to be judge, and that judge is cleared by the Collegium of Judges. Right? Correct. But that recommendation is essential. Correct. So you can't, so the Collegium can't appoint someone without a recommendation. Is that no, right? without the recommendation, no. And the recommendation has to come from the Ministry of Home, of that state. Of the state, right. And in, so case, of the, and in case of the Supreme Court? And in the Supreme, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Uh, from the High Court to the Supreme Court. Okay. Right, because every judge, so long as his age permits that he is not nearing the retirement So what you're age. saying is that political interference already exists even without this panel of, of people who Political interference, political calculations give and take all exist. I mean, there are cases, I mean, if you read certain judgments critically and if you follow certain high courts and certain judges, you can very well make out that they don't want to be on the, in the wrong books, in the bad books of the government. Because right. they are angling for something. Yeah, I think it's a long, you know, complex debate. I think there's something wrong with the system of only judges appointing judges. But at the same time, I did see the merit of what Justice Loda was saying or what Rajiv Dhawan was saying. No, that no, you have to go back to like, you know, the very beginning of the Supreme Court and there's this book by Granville Austin, The Working of a Democratic Constitution, okay? Where you can get clear details of Justice Mahajan, who was one of the first judges of the Supreme Court and how he was angling for a particular judge, how there were allegations and counter-allegations of certain judges being communal, how the first Chief Justice of India, Justice Kaniya, he did not want a particular Muslim judge to be appointed. He said that, look, I mean, I do not have faith in his loyalty to the country. So I cannot have him on the bench. So all these things play a role. So, so then, right. but what's the alternative then? I mean, the what alternative is, is okay. I mean, you cannot, first, we cannot look at things in a binary perspective or through a binary perspective, you know. The system has to be such that 
it will be to the maximum extent possible immune from political maneuvering and manipulation with the present NJAC. And you remember Rajiv Dhawan pointed out very clearly and he explained in a most like lucid manner two eminent persons, okay? And one judge, two eminent persons, I mean, who are chosen by the government and one particular judge who can swing, you know, either way. Yeah. He can swing for the judiciary, he can swing for the government. Somebody might fall for incentive, somebody might want to resist the temptation. I mean, that's a, that's a debatable thing and very subjective thing altogether. So if the government plays its cards very carefully, it can have three people in the collegium on its side. Exactly, yeah, he made that point and then it'll be completely, he, they'll be at, you know, the mercy of, uh, they may be sitting on a judgment that yeah, involves so, a 2G so, exactly. cold so block allocation or spectrum allocation. Yeah, yeah we got that. so they can uh, actually scuttle. Sorry, Rajshri, Manisha, you haven't been covering this as closely as Saurav has. Who, who do you think won that debate? I'm just curious. There were no winners. I didn't watch so. the entire thing uh, by the end of it. I, I honestly felt that towards the end they were just repeating that. There wasn't a clear winner. I agree I with see. him. You didn't I, see I the didn't, debate. Yeah, okay, I was it. just, I mean, I, just one thing I wanted to share was that I thought, you know, Justice Sloda and Rajiv Dhawan and Soli, who those spoke very lately, Arun Jaitley was extremely convincing and very eloquent and um, appeared very informed. I just found Swapan Das Gupta like really out of place. Like, like why I was understand. he there? He was there. Yeah, why he was, was he there? Okay. I, I wrote a detailed piece for the quiz. You know, I, I described the debate and the arguments which were kind of going on. Huh. Swapan Das Gupta came in and he said that he has not read the judgment. Okay. Now, as a person who was a practicing lawyer and as a person who still deals with the law, I mean, it is like ludicrous that you have come on a panel but even if you had read it, uh, other than being snarky and saying, what are you doing? I think he was just there to provide the snark. Like, you know, when you go watch Karan Arjun, so like you go watch for Karan Arjun for like Shah Rukh and Salman. So there's Justice Loda and Arun Jaitley. And like Johnny Lever is like just there for fun. No, okay. was it like that? I would give you my analysis of this. It's snark or you want to be rude and that's a different matter altogether. I and mean, what kind of demeanor you want to adopt. Uh, but when you come for a debate or when you discuss a judgment, the minimum anybody can do is to read the judgment carefully. How do you know he hadn't read it? He, he, he admitted that I had not read the judgment. He admitted with a sheepish grin on his face. Oh, on the panel? Did he say On the panel, yes. I was live tweeting there and I tweeted it that, you know, he comes like grins and says that I have not read the judgment. Oh, I see. Now see, the very fact that there was Mr. Jaitley and Swapan Dasgupta, I mean, who makes his allegiances and his inclinations abundantly clear, huh. shows that how politicized the matter had become. Right. Correct. I mean, why did they, why did the panel need to have Swatan Das Gupta? Right. Correct? They could have an Ashok Malik, another... You know, oh, why have anyone at all? Yeah, because Arnab is playing the moderator. Arnab is being the so moderator. There, there are two sides who are very eloquent and... Anyway, let's just move on to the next. So, I think that was great. Now, I was just... Uh, no, but the most... I mean, I think the person who asked the most pertinent question was Dilip Pargaukar. Yes, he, I thought oh, he was Dilip good. was there he also, was there. that's what I was trying he, to remember who was the been, other person who was there. He put this question, you know, that instead of, uh, I mean, why are we asking who shall appoint judges? Instead of asking how should judges be appointed, and there's a huge yeah. difference between the two. But how is it like watching Arnab live? Is it any different from experiencing him on TV? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean mercifully, mercifully, he did not pollute the debate with his hysteria. Yeah, he was. No, I no, he, he was very was calm very and good. balanced. And this is where I. Find I guess studio. It depends also when you're in a studio and when you're 
in front of an audience you can't really be that crazy and hysterical yeah, no, he was a very the studio good, allows you that been, atmosphere to hmm. i don't know and if he had been debating also he's a very good debate like he doesn't get worked up and hysterical who are no on a normal debate not in his news hour not no, in news hour he plays a role uh, but yeah. i just thought that you know it was in such stark contrast to his nightly debates and that shows there is a market for you know better debates more informed debates people want to view it uh, but yet i don't know why they go down that road of for example there was uh, you know debate just the weekend before that where he had two people from one person from the rss one from the bjp and one person from uh, the janata dal united and um, someone from the congress on either side and the topic was are these alliances of opportunism i mean of course they are like what do lalu and nitesh Why? I mean, why <laughs> couldn't they come? Question. Now that was the whole debate. So they were saying Ram Vilas Paswan said this about Modi five years ago. He Modi said this about Paswan three years ago. Amit Shah said this about, and he said Lalu said this about Nitesh. Of course, you can't defend that. But he could have done a debate that what is your you know agenda? What are you going to do? Come with figures, you know, just like for example, Bill Ma, you know, and Bernie Sanders interview. Mm. He says how are you going to finance your deficit? How are you going to finance? Nothing, none of that. Is it opportunistic? Yes, it is. So, like that, the debate ends in two minutes. But no one gives that answer, na. Someone should give that answer. But I think it's also yes. a matter of resources and getting enough people. I mean, I guess that kind of debate, the kind of debate you're talking about, takes a lot of time, money, and people. No, and just this is just easy to just tell them that this is what we're going to be debating. So please come prepared. You just have to no, say that. No, but I guess nightly one. debates is just easy to pick up one topic and then just like Scream, talk crap about it. it for half an hour. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have a slightly different take, you know, to offer, and I think. Uh, See the see the topic of the debate, right? It has come right after a judgment, and which is of enormous significance. And see the people on the panel: Rajiv Dhawan, Saurabh Ji, Justice Loda. Correct. Mm. So they would not fall for the typical another uh, thing because they are they are people with gravitas. They are people with immense knowledge and depth of understanding. So I mean, it will take. or it would have taken arnab you know to do a lot of reading understanding so many nuances of the law before he could try to clear the hist- uh, hysteria right but you know if you saw last night arnab's debate he had two scientists on it and they also that uh, uh, you know janu barua from sam the artist right now there he tried to become hysterical because he had you know the usual rss spoky the bjp spoky the yeah but those scientists there really kind of prevented it from going completely in the hysterical zone of course they took the bjp guys to the cleaners yeah. you know because when they said that you guys didn't say anything so he started reading out when scientists had said what which are the bodies that had actually objected in different ways so but people do exist who can take part in a you know sensible debate it's not like those people are not there it's just that though they don't make it to panel yeah they aren't invited so i will tell you again that if under what it if what if under if it did it, even if he did try to play up the hysteria he would come across as completely being out of depth and rajiv dhawan is not a person to miss words he can yeah, easily give him a smackdown and which you know under will have to kind of gulp it down in silence Right. So I think it was good exercise discretion that okay I should better stay on the sidelines. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Rajshri, you're our guest. Why don't you tell us something spectacular or something spectacularly bad that you saw in the new mainstream media this week? Anything you read or saw which you want to share with our audience? I thought Atish's. Uh, I think it was an interview. It wasn't an article Times he wrote. India. Yeah, was just spectacular. He's. filled with a lot of uh, disdain for nayantara sagar and other people but uh, what he said was very spot on 
without being vitriolic that he said that the problem with Modi is not that he wanted a clerk to die, it's just that he didn't care. That's the problem, that no one's saying that he sent out people to go and murder a clerk. And he explained why it's worrying what the situation in the country is currently. And so he was I, a huge Modi supporter yeah. in the run-up to the election. All his pieces were very Yeah, so he explained that also. He said it's not like I, I'm an anti-Modi person from day one. It's just that the state of the country is currently very worrying. And he explained it really well. Of course... Got Anything a lot else? of hate, and I really liked uh, the BBC. I think he's the editor right now, BBC.com, uh, Shoikot. He went out with this cow vigilante group yeah. in uh, Rajasthan. A night with Shothiks. Yeah, it was really entertaining because he also wrote it without making fun of the. Like, he just pretty much reported what he saw and what they spoke, and it was absolutely ridiculous that there are these groups of men who go out in these hamlets in protecting cows. Uh, protecting cows but they don't they aren't really protecting cows so they'll see a light in some field somewhere and they'll say oh there's a cow being killed and then they'll go there and the light is a farmer walking <laughs> so he said i spent the whole night Looking for these it's cows like you were to looking see. for cow slaughter and you just yeah, <laughs> but it was a nice uh, yeah. That was a on-ground report that he did. Manisha, that along with this Indian Express report that came out last Sunday, uh, where this reporter just followed a cow, yeah. a day in the life of a cow. <laughs> yeah, last to last. I think Sunday. that was really smart. I mean, two smart ways of covering this yeah. whole because she's just following the cow and the cow is just eating crap, eating plastic, being abused by people. Although yeah, our own, our own reporter uh, Arunab had gone to and he met some cow Suraksha Dal and he was converted by the time he came back. He was, was telling me that to the cause he was completely sympathetic. Arunab, the the Maoist, he came back and he was telling us it's not a question of religion; it's an ecosystem, and you go to <gasps> understand the rural ecosystem is depend on the cow, and it is completely legit. Uh, so of course, I don't think he was supporting the. So he won't eat beef anymore. He said. I don't think. I no, think no. he's too greedy to do. But he, <laughs> ah, but he came much. back saying that it makes sense. I mean, the protecting cow is a sensible thing to do. Anything else, Manisha, that you thought was great? Mm. Or not? I uh, think terrible? it's a award wapsi season, and news has been full of people. Yeah, we have that giving. on the agenda. Oh, yeah. But before we come to the agenda, award wapsi and all. Uh, how about you, Saurav? Anything great that you read or saw in the media that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, no, I would just like to kind of uh, respond to what Rajasri said just now, that it is kind of... In, in one way, it is funny that, you know, these people, they see a light and they rush after it and they found that it's not a cow but it's a farmer. Hmm. But underneath this kind of, you know, what appears as funny is that it saves, I mean, it provides a very fertile ground for hysteria and for rumour-mongering. Of course. Right, so, I mean, yes, it, it seems funny at one level, but it also, when I think about it for a bit, it also sends uh, chills down my spine. That this is exactly the kind of, you know, I mean, powder cake which we are sitting upon. Yeah. If, some, if somebody can see a light at a distance and can easily co get together a murderous mob. Yeah, it is dangerous. And, yeah. and that, that, that hysteria is, uh, yeah, I agree. Any, any other pieces that you read or watched that were great? Mm, Atisha's piece, yes, well, I mean, his words are eloquent. <laughs> so, as somebody pointed out, uh, that, you know, I mean, his comment against Nandara Saigal was absolutely visible. I mean, compared saying that, you know, an Ongi tribal yeah, yeah. can raise more. But what is the sincerity behind the piece? I mean, you see, there are a number of groups Atisha Seed, his mother, Navleen Singh, and all, number of people 
who are now coming out and you know hand wringing and very gently uh, chastising Modi for his silence at Petrus. Well, I don't think Tavleen is chastising him at all. But yeah, Atishes wasn't gentle. Atishes was very nasty. It was not. But you know, but the thing is, why are the why are these people suddenly saying all this? Why and do you why? think? What's because they are rallying around. They are rallying around him. And trying to kind of you know insulate him. So if you think that uh, they are genuinely expressing sorrow or expressing regret, no, it's just a way to cover up. It's just a cover up job. So I thought really, I mean, Satish's words appear totally hollow. I mean, it is as if they want us to believe that they did not know that these things could possibly happen. That things could go downhill in this manner. Come on, who are they? Like, you know, I mean, they are bluffing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think everyone's entitled to change their mind. I would just want to share one one thing that I read, which just blew my mind. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the journalist community has been called a lot of things, prostitute, yevo, and you know, the biases this way and that. And we've swallowed a lot of the hyperbole while they're praising people. Like, you know, when Akar Patel writes that Rahul Gandhi is a man who understands, who is very wise and understands the. Uh, country very well, and he had written his article about how brilliant Rahul Gandhi is. You know, I, I I'll take it. Okay, you know, or when Tavleen Singh or Swapandas Gupta tell us about how great, humble, and you know, magnificent Modi is. Uh, you know, I I I'll take it. Or when Abhinandan Sekri writes about how Arvind Kejriwal is such a wonderful, idealistic man who'll change the world. I'll take it. But this is where I draw the line. This is from a website called Renomania. It's an article by a lady called Shuchi Garg. It's the article starts with there are no words. I quote, there are no words to describe this beautiful home of one of the most talented actors of Bollywood, Sunil Shetty. Unquote. <laughs> now and then it goes on to tell us what a beautiful home he has and has pictures of his home. You know, had do tiya yar. Like but this is paid news, right? <laughs> but Bjorn's on Reno. What is the website called? Yeah, but I'm just saying this. And the thing is that <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out yeah. the algorithm that that calculated that I want to read this piece. And this happened to me once before. You know, I was reading a piece on First Post on Prashant Bhushan on his PIL on 2G's, uh -huh. and you know those recommend articles that come at the bottom. It says 10 ways uh, that show he's flirting with you. You know, similarly, I was reading an article on this entire NJAC and all. And this recommended article at the bottom came that this Sunil Shetty's home. Like, how does <laughs> algorithm calculate that? That's because, because you've been reading. That's this. because you read that Sonu Sood's home article before, which you also uh, exactly. Told us about. And you were looking so about the, ten ways to impress women, and then that's why oh. there were other links like so that. So the internet knows so yeah, what the internet, internet knows. What you're up to. Oh, that's fascinating. It's mind-boggling, really. <laughs> it really it's is. It's mind-boggling that someone yeah, why would that opening line also to the article. I mean, there's a limit to how, you know, how much a journalist can expect the audience to suspend, you know, disbelief. Oh, I remembered something I read, which I really liked. I'm growing old, so I forget. Outlook did a special issue yeah, on so magazines. And it was, it has some of the most beautiful uh, writing. Uh, some of the best editors in a long time Priya have Mani written. Priya wrote a piece on that. Priya wrote, right. I send you Pritish's piece on Illustrated uh, Weekly, what Illustrated Weekly, what he wanted to do with it and how he put it together. I, uh, Priya's piece was very nice also. And it's just uh, because magazine 
magazine and magazine writing is a totally different kind of publishing and editing sphere, which I think is sort of vanishing. So the fact that Outlook managed to get together such a nice uh, bunch of writers and the articles themselves are very good, yeah, which I think everyone should read. A very nice uh, discussion on the death of print and whether yeah. that's an exaggeration or not. So that's actually quite nice. Yeah, a, after nice a long issue. time, a nice yeah. uh, now, to pick this, up. Let's, let's move to the award wapsi. Saurav, uh, you, yeah. I don't know whether you saw the debates last night, but the award no, wapsi... I don't watch television except under compulsion, you know, when I'm searching for my articles. Really? <laughs> yeah. Then where do you get your news? I get my news from Twitter and I read what is she is, so that's how. And where do you get your entertainment? Entertainment, I mean, I mean, from Twitter. I mean, news is not, I mean, news, debates and television is not entertainment, sorry. <laughs> it gives me a migraine. <laughs> okay, uh, but this whole award wapsi discourse, yeah. uh, you have any views on that? You think it's justified? Which side, uh, do you have a position on it? If at all you have a position or you don't have a position? No, I do have a position and I find that the kind of belligerence with which the people who are returning their awards, the kind of bile which has been directed at them, is not only is it extremely contrived, but it shows, you know, a certain, I mean, it shows that how low the level has sunk. I mean, there are some journalists on Twitter who have been raging away to glory, right. I mean, who have been bad-mouthing these people. Right. I mean, if you, just, if you happen to follow them, you can easily make out who these great characters are. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, come on, get your perspectives right. This whataboutery and this thing, and mixed with all the viciousness which you can rustle up, it, it, it just proves their point. I mean, you end up handing over victory to them on a platter. Yeah, I think Even there was a piece that said, uh, I think Scroll carried a piece that the abuse directed at Gulzar proved his point rather than disproved his point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's quite sad that some of the extreme positions that, you know, people are how far down. But I thought the last night on Times Now, this, the, that panel of scientists, hmm. they just, I was like, dude, these guys should come more often. Because they just like shut everybody up. It was fascinating. And, and the thing see, is, Janu Barwa lung out of googly. Because see, he had three people, you know, scientists hmm. who were saying this award wapsi is a good thing. Hmm. Now, Janu Barwa had given a bite saying that I don't think, you know, people should return awards. It's not good. But actually, he said that his point was that that's not a good way to protest. But he supported the protest, that there is a growing... So when Arnab went to him, <clears throat> he said, I'd just like to clarify. I'm just, I'm saying that People shouldn't return awards because the award is a, your work has been recognized, so it's a part of you, you shouldn't return. But I support the protest. <laughs> so, they said, oops, <laughs> that was a googly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think the funny uh, thing is today at Jantar Mandir, a group of Sikh protesters, I think, burned books protesting against writers who didn't protest during nice. 1984. So, it's, the, it's finally taken to that... It's reached that turn where people are protesting about why didn't you protest earlier? <laughs> earlier it was yeah, just you know, people it's kind of playing out in a cyclical loop. But you see, Manisha, the very fact that scientists who are generally reticent on these matters, you know, they want to live in their own world of science only, the fact that they are being compelled by whatever, their conscience or whatever, that, you know, they are being compelled to come out and speak out, it shows that there is some merit or at least some reason to spare considerable thought for the fact that are things really so bad? And if bad, why are they so bad? Right. Uh, sorry, Rajshree, you want to say something on this? 
No, I just found it very odd that one of the biggest criticism which you see on social media about people returning these awards is that whoever heard, including journal, supposed journalists and economists and so on on Twitter, is that uh, who's even heard of these writers? So it's not <laughs> like that's not something to be proud of that you don't know regional writers, no? That's something maybe you should start reading up a little bit and that's hardly a qualification for why they shouldn't return like awards. Like Mr. Chetan Bhagat's tweet today. Yeah, yeah. Chetan Bhagat should anyway What do they do? Well, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I don't agree with this tweet, but I, <clears throat> even I tweeted back to him. But I think sometimes people go after him with too much um, aggression. No, I, but I, about these awards, he said, right? I know, what he said was stupid, no, no, but... He said that, are there so many historians? What they do, they write about... <laughs> yeah, right. it wasn't the brightest thing to say, but cut the guy some slack. I think he bears too much of the brunt of... Uh, no, you know, I don't think so. I think if you are if you are in it and you're you're happy with all the whatever accolades you get yeah. for everything you write, then you yeah, should be able I, to take the... I agree. The... Uh, but I just think one thing that's great that's come off this is that Bollywood that didn't traditionally take any positions, yeah. you know, uh, there are levels. Earlier, journalists would not take positions, although everybody within the journalist community knew who was close to who and what their slant was. Now, level one was journalists are more transparent. People know who belongs to which ideological corner. Then, or who belongs in the middle or wherever. Then came, you know, artists. They were most of them left or center. But Bollywood was mum. They had no view on anything. And that's a problem also with cricketers. You know, they have no view on anything. Rajiv Shukla kuch kar rahe, Pawar kuch kar rahe, any shit that's happening BCCI. Someone like Sachin, who's one line, can clean it up, will not say a word. And Bollywood was like that. I think the fantastic thing that's happened is now Bollywood people have taken positions. And I, I don't think they should fight each other and you know, gouge each other's eyes out. But I think it's a fantastic thing for a democracy, for people who... And corporate India still doesn't. Because they, everyone, they love Modi, they love Rahul, yeah. so let's leave corporate out of it. They will never support yeah. anything that's democratic. But don't you think there's a fantastic outcome of this entire debate that Bollywood that never used to take positions now takes positions? But Are Bollywood they? apart from Gulzar, who else? Are so, Anupam Kher, no, Madhur Bhandarkar. No, they had to take a position one way or the other. Yeah, but whatever, But you had to take a position. Everyone is taking earlier, no one would speak on politics. Like Vidya Balan has said, she's not going to return. But there's only Dibarkar Banerjee, the mainstream. Yeah. Vishal Dadlani, he's like constantly, you know... No, no, it makes a difference, especially in a country like India, where we are so obsessed with Bollywood. If a actor, actress, or a well-known director or not, like anyone from the film fraternity takes a stand, people who normally would not be aware of an issue suddenly become exactly. aware of it. What do you think, Saurav? But did you see Arupam Khe's performance in Bombay yesterday? Where he got booed. I heard. What was that no. about? There was a debate. Who was organized this? Tell us something about that, Saurav. What was that? Yeah, it was uh, Anil Dharkar was there and it was being moderated. I, I forget the gentleman's name. What was the so, event and what was the debate? The Tata Lit Fest. Mm. And uh, the thing, the debate was whether freedom of expression is under threat or not. So, to say or to prove that the freedom of expression is not under threat, there was uh, Nalin Kohli of the BJP mm. and Anupam Kher. Things reached such a level where uh, Anupam Kher, he asked Shobhade that uh, you had the freedom of expression to write about who is sleeping with whom and you say that the freedom of expression is under threat. Mm. First, it was a sexist comment. I mean, I'm sure that she would think twice before asking the same thing if it was Rajiv Masan. Yeah, yeah. Right. Two. Second, 
and this is again you know when you say that uh, like people you disagree with people you disagree with the person and then you say okay prostitute etc paid media he accused anil dharkar of saying that you have got paid people in the audience and you paid them money to boo me right i think yeah. uh, I, I, mean, i mean what the hell is that i mean why would you say that even i mean why would you lower yourself to such a level Anupam Kher has been making such silly statements. Yeah, I think, Every time also, I think also what happens is once you take a position, you keep going further and further extreme trying to defend. Because at at some stage you can say, okay, this is as far as I go, but I don't agree with X, Y, Z. And I think Anupam Kher did that really well during the Gajendra Chauhan episode. Yeah, that time, that he was the only said, time he made this. There is something wrong, and he had told Gajendra, "Ab chup ho jaiye." And very calmly. Very calmly. So, but do you think he did that because he wanted an FTI seat? I don't know. I mean, it's really hard. But maybe just, because it's like a competence, an issue of competence, know, I, I, and another colleague in Bollywood. It's great that they are speaking out because, like Rajshree said, now people will be more interested in that. Uh, but you know, I the the biggest flaw with the point that Saurabh was saying that you know when you do the water boundary, what were you doing in Atifa? What were you doing in '77? What were you doing in '62? What you know, this what were you doing is such a dumb kind of argument. Yeah. A, you have to do it to 250 odd people and discredit each of them year by year, which is a completely inefficient and idiotic way of going about any debate. So then the same thing can be just turned on its head and asked like Rocky from Rocky and Mayur, you know, my friends. He tweeted, "Okay, the people who are saying what were you doing? What were you doing?" You know, <laughs> now the thing is that you know the Sri Lankan rapper Mia. She's you know, yeah. I think I don't know whether she has won a Grammy. You know, she's Tengtamane, Teng 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 that song. Yeah, M I A Mia. Now she's of Sri Lankan origin. That what she spoke about wasn't. I don't agree with it. But she used the world stage, like a Grammy kind of stage, to talk about. The plight of Tamils in Sri Lanka, yeah. right? She used her celebrity status. Sinead O'Connor was live on television when she tore a picture of the Pope yeah. and said, "Fight the real enemy." If Mr. Khair felt so strongly about Kashmiri Pandits when he went up to get one of the many hundred awards that he was getting, why did he not use that platform to say, "Thank you for this. This goes out to my Pandit fraternity." You know, you can use those platforms to make a political statement. अब कोई नहीं कर रहा था क्योंकि लेट्स फेस इट सबकी फटती थी डेमोक्रेसी टुडे इज वेरी डिफरेंट फ्रॉम अ डेमोक्रेसी वॉज ट्वेंटी ईयर्स गो एंड इवन मोदी हैड नॉट बीन इन पावर वी वुड हैड दिस मच नॉइज एग्जैक्टली नाउ आई एम जस्ट वेटिंग फॉर क्रिकेटर्स टू टॉक अबाउट बी सी सी आई दैट वुड बी वेरी गुड फॉर डेमोक्रेसी वट आर द चांसेज आर हैपनिंग सौरभ Cricketers, I really don't know because it's all a game of money. But uh, coming back to authors and playwrights, you know, yeah. and you said Bollywood has spoken up. But if you see the number of film directors who returned their awards day before yesterday in Bombay, it yeah. was not typical Bollywood. There was Adur Gopal Krishnan. I mean, he was not in Bombay, but somewhere else. There was Anand Patwardhan. Hmm. So they do not really form Bollywood. Yeah, but there's Dibankar, there's Anupam Kher, there's so many people who are speaking their mind. It's No, at least Gulzar, people are commenting. Even Gulzar. Yeah, but Dibakar Banerjee, you cannot typically kind of you know typecast a typical Bollywood, right? He is a part of Bollywood filmmaking, but he is not really a part of Bollywood. Bhandarkar. Yeah. No. So the thing is not so much. See, even Bhandarkar and Khair are speaking against it because they are saying, of course, you shouldn't, and it's all very political. But at least they that. are. At least they are commenting. Earlier, no one would comment on a social issue. They just keep quiet. Like it was like they lived in a different world, and what was happening in India was a different world altogether. So at least a discussion is happening now, and I also think people like Anupam Kher, Madhur Bhantarkar, to less said about the better. But someone like Anupam Kher, who is very much out there and is making films, and his wife is a politician and so on, they also realize that you need to be responsible about what you say because it's instant feedback they are getting now. Which earlier also you could 
But I don't anything. think it's a great sign they're speaking. Panisha, what do you think? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, 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 I know Karan Johar still hasn't taken a position. Yeah, but, because yeah, what I but, think Saurav is coming to, I don't know if so many mainstream Bollywood people have, but filmmakers have. But through uh, even post-independence, even like people like Balraj Sahani and all these people, yeah. they always spoke about, I mean, there was always this alternate kind of media, uh, sorry, filmmakers who spoke about issues, but there were these mainstream guys who never really bothered. So I, I don't know if that has changed so much. But so on the issue came from the IPTA background, so I mean that is almost non-existent nowadays. Yeah, that was also I mean many of them and were card carrying members of the, the Congress Party. Yeah, most of them yeah were part of the. What sorry? If you see the kind of debate and you compare it with other countries, hmm. and you know when Indians kind of you know feel uh, very proud that it's a land of tolerance or people have I mean that we have increasing debates in the country. Right. I mean it's completely false. I mean just to give an example. When Harold Pinter was taking his Nobel Prize, he called Tony Blair, he compared him to a bleating lamb. Yeah. Right? Uh. He did not, at least in Britain, people didn't pile upon him with such low-level viciousness. Maybe they did, I don't know. Or maybe there was no, no Twitter I mean, if you look up, yeah. if you look up, I mean, you just have to do a little bit of research. Uh. People did kind of, you know, cluck their tongues or whatever, but people didn't pounce upon him. And the noble stage is at a, like is a much larger stage of you know condemning someone. And it stays in the annals. I in fact um, in 2003 the Oscars ceremony there was a big protest by all the actors present against uh, the Bush regime at that time that had gone into yeah. war. That kind of thing I don't know if. I mean, also in India too. Yeah, when this guy he won this time last last year when he won his Oscar. Sorry, who? India too. Huh? Uh, he when he won the Oscar he went up and the statement he made was that I just want to tell people that Mexicans come to America and we make really good films. We do, we do right, our bit. It's not like we are all these illegal immigrants and you all need to relook at your immigration I mean, policy. I don't, yeah, exactly. And it was his acceptance speech. That's all he said. He didn't, and he thanked his wife. I think that was the only aside that he had. Well, uh, yeah, I guess uh, now uh, one more um, story which distressed me actually. Uh, was this Abhishek Bachchan, you know, takes down a troll. It appeared on First Post. It appeared in the Quint also. Now, you know, when I see stories like this being done by First Post and Quint, new media, hmm. which should actually, you know, basically it's a story about some guy called ba Bollywood Gandu who runs a Twitter handle where uh -huh. he just tweets about Bollywood. I'm not sure what he does because I don't follow him. Said something about why am I still following Junior Bachchan and Junior Bachchan said because I don't know what. I mean, it was like, and then there was this, a kitsch kitsch. So how did he take him down so by just Just and he said and then he said that I'm at least I'm not famous because my father and Junior Bajaj said I've never like and you know that story was obviously being shared by a lot of people. Like what the hell? Like why is that a story? I, I just don't get it. Why why that is that is a story and I'm not speaking on behalf of Quint because I'm not aware of this particular oh, sorry, story. But that I, is a story because readers want it. So I mean yes <laughs> We have to criticize when, you know, people think that, okay, this makes new sense. But we also have to know that, we have to acknowledge that it is news, it is considered news because it sells. We cannot absolve the readers. We cannot. Right. Yeah, so I agree with Saurav over here. When you're a mainline, like, I don't know about Quinn, but I'll say of something like First Post, which is like a news opinion site, whatever. Uh, you... Bollywood Gandu has a massive following on Twitter. Okay. Abhishek Bachchan has a massive following on Twitter. It just makes sense that if you write a story on them, the amount it's going to get shared 
will get you oh, a certain number of hits. Okay. It's like if you want a lot of hits, like even Do a story Quint, of Chetan Bhagat. No, even if Quint wants a lot of hits, you just put in the word Shiv Sena and RSS and Modi into your article two, three times and those articles just... It's there are certain words which get a but lot Google of... Has, but Google has removed that uh, uh, keyword... Uh, SEO doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean, it it's content so of the articles. But these are articles like, why would you write it? It's because no, even NDT, Even NDTV has carried it on there, NDTV.com. Hi, everyone. I, I, but you know, the thing is, okay, A, I think it's such a shit article, you know, yeah, dumb thing to do an article. B, everyone has done it at the same angle. Abhishek Bachchan, you know, a win for the Doom star. He took down a Twitter troll. He smacked him down. A, I don't see how he smacked him down. I think both of them came out looking really tucha. I don't see how Abhishek Bachchan came out looking you know, very big or grand or intelligent, right? Anyway, we... Okay, so he came one... out looking very petty. Yeah, I thought both of them came out looking very petty. So I don't know why all of them are going on about what, a, what how witty and brilliant Abhishek Bachchan. Like, are you serious? Read the tweets. How dumb. Also, uh, all these celebrities have PR agencies yeah, yeah, yeah. which write articles and send them out. We've now, carried one of Shakti Kapoor. Yeah. Please, uh, audience must Shakti read. Shakti Kapoor still sends out. Uh, when we got a PR thing from Shakti, we took the story. Arthur. I think everyone should hire Shamrock Entertainment, which seems to be Shakti Kapoor's PR agency. They blocked me, but uh, <laughs> they have the best stories in town, absolutely. So it's up to you if you want to pick up the story or not after that. Okay, I think uh, we can uh, wind up unless anyone wants to share any other uh, news happenings or news content for our viewers uh, before we say goodbye. Anyone? Uh, you could look out for what will be the kind of reaction, you know, when the Delhi High Court judgment is uploaded on the website, uh, striking down this Ahmadmi Party's right. audit. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are appealing, right? They are going to appeal. They are going into See, appeal. Yeah. It is a good appeal because the issues at stake you know, matter a lot for corporate India. Right. That when you, you have, like the fundament, there's a fundamental right of freedom of trade and profession. Right. Correct? But there's also a duty and the government has the right to regulate or to supervise or to keep a watch. But when does regulation of private industry step into or slide into the field of control of industry? Right. Right. These questions will not be debated in the media. It will only be, okay, Kizri got smacked by the Delhi High Court. Somebody will be jeering, somebody will be cheering elsewhere. Right. Without going into the nuance. Without going into the nuance. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it is a very significant thing because, I mean, it could, I mean if, the, if the court had ruled that the CAG can audit private firms, right. corporate India would have been up in arms. Yeah, so it's basically to placate corporate India, although my view is that anything that is a, you know, a, a necessity like electricity, water, uh, I, I think it is well within the right of any democratically elected government uh, for public uh, benefit. Yes, but when you privatize and when you give it out to private corporations, you have already surrendered a part of the right. The government has already surrendered. Not necessarily. If you see how uh, you know Wall Street was, at least for a while, scrutinized, or even the congressional hearings on Enron and Kenneth Lay, uh, in a country that is seen as the beacon of capitalism, I think when it comes to necessities that are provided to the public, I'm not talking about someone making a watch like Tag Heuer and auditing them, but Bijli that is coming into my house or water or roads or canals, uh, I don't see how you can not, how you can completely make them opaque from public school. No, no, you cannot make them opaque, but you need to have a suitable or an appropriate regulatory mechanism. The CAG, if you look at the CAG's mandate and it's a constitutional body, right. the CAG is not the body. 
Right. If you think that they have to be regulated, there has to be some kind of supervision, you constitute a body like tribe. Right. So you don't do that and you go about it in a very ham-handed manner for whatever reason, mainly political expediency. Although I'm not very thrilled with how TRI, TRI has been dealing with the net neutrality issue. It's, it's no secret who they seem to be batting for. Well, uh, the net neutrality issue, yes, TRI has messed up and we know which way kind of, you know, I mean, who's the... Their, their first draft to. seemed like a dictation from telecom companies. It was a disgrace. <laughs> right, I mean, absolutely. But you see, also see how they are going after these telecom companies because of call drops. Right. So all I'm saying is that if you need to regulate, if you need to have any kind of system of governance or any institution or authority of governance, you go about it in an appropriate manner. Just don't prop up some authority and say, okay, you are going to do this and I'm, and I'm you know, giving you this particular mandate and vesting you with these parts. That's not going to work. Right. So Mr. KGY must have thought about it instead of, you know, just kind yeah. of hammering away at it. So, well, yeah. I, I think his uh, track record doesn't really demonstrate thought out. Uh... It, it shows that this, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not even an iota of thought, you know, goes into policy. Not even on a matter of the month, Bolivar, 10-15 kilo to hota hai. Maybe not, not. 10-15 kilo, chalo. I've been taking a set to 50 percent. Yeah, I, I, my bias came, reared its ugly head. But thank you all so much uh, for joining us. Uh, I'd just like to repeat to our audience, please catch our fortnightly podcast, uh, Global Summits, Where Are We Going? It is in collaboration with Biraj Swain, where we... Uh, scrutinize and break through the jargon and break down development summits for you with our area experts and commentators around the world. Also, uh, log on to www.newslawney.com, support IP to keep news free. Uh, we'll have a fantastic Diwali uh, wealth scheme coming up, which I'm sure many of you like, so watch out for that. And also for those of you who listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, often write in and say where are the links to the articles that we've spoken about. Those are available on our News Laundry podcast page. So please come on to News Laundry and check it out. We leave you with this song today dedicated to all those uh, ladies fasting for their husbands because it's Karva Chauth. Uh, we do hope aapki har murad puri ho aur aapka uh, suhag, uh, sada suhagan raho. So that was the song and also uh, Sumit, our uh, excellent cartoonist who came up with two books. One was uh, Kashmir Ki Ghani and Amar Bari, Tomar Bari, Naksal Bari. That e-book which is on News Laundry is now available in hard copy. You can order it. Uh, the link is below this podcast. Please check it out. Also, you have a button uh, link on our homepage. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Goodbye. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.